No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on those last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices? Bah, of course you do. Everybody knows that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts. We've told you a million times. How does it work? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app. It's fast and it's easy. You want to know an easy app? Ham and apple cheese wraps. Want to know another easy app? <laughs> Honey garlic crock pot meatballs. One more easy app? Sure, the GameTime app. It's simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So run, do not walk. Run to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Podcast, part of the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, up in the six, alongside me, the man making the magic happen. JD, how's it going, eh? There he is, eh? Joining us live down in our Atlanta studio, we got the homie Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo! And last but not least, the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily, all right. Happy Tuesday to everyone out there. A few quick reminders. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Damn right, Garth. And you can email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, already Wednesday. So get your questions in right now, as soon as you can, for that mailbag-only podcast. Those are always a blast. All right, guys, today... We're playing a little Is This News? Yeah, throwback to the starters days. Um, got a few headlines I'm going to chuck at you guys, and we're going to debate whether or not they're newsworthy and get into them. Our first one. Ooh. The Associated Press. Yes, the AP themselves. <laughs> Devin Booker scores 40 points as the Suns hand the 76ers their first loss. Is This News? Are the Suns well, for real? Well, it's the AP. It's got to be news. <laughs> uh, they are very real-like. They could be a, They definitely are a peripheral playoff team. Let's put them in that bubble category uh, because they, they work their butts off. And I kind of like DeAndre Ayton not in the lineup for them, watching them against Philadelphia 76ers, both teams without their starting centers. DeAndre Ayton suspended for 25 games. Joel Embiid, the second game of his two-game suspension. And I kind of like for Joel Embiid's MVP chances that they lost a basketball game <laughs> with him out because everybody would be saying, oh, they can win without him. Uh, but the, uh, I like the, how the Suns play, not even focusing on, on their center whatsoever. They just move the ball side to side, and they're definitely doing that with DeAndre Ayton in the lineup as well. But they have to do that because Aaron Baines isn't scoring for them ever. He's, hey, come on, man. He's lighting it up from downtown. <laughs> Splash Volcano, they're calling yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he is very reliable from the corners. Uh, it's an awkward footing as he, he puts that right foot forward <laughs> as he shoots, but, but it, it works. It doesn't look cool. That's it doesn't look sure. cool. It works, yeah. And so they move the ball side to side, and Baines isn't going to be a focus of him whatsoever uh, on the offensive end other than just 
putting his butt into Al Horford. They, they throw it side to side. Al Horford tries to scramble back. Aaron Baines does an illegal pick or an illegal <laughs> grab or something, and it works perfectly because he, he's great. He's hating on Bainesy, man. He's been killing it for the Suns. No, he's, that's a good <laughs> job. He does a good job. That's what his role is, and he's very good at it. And uh, I just I, I like the way they move and, and play without DeAndre Ayton. And, yeah, uh, the AP is right. This team, this team is free. I just wonder uh, where the shots distribution goes when DeAndre Ayton gets back. But but who really cares? I think they're 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 relying on their guards right now, and that's their strength. Yeah, they're tenth in offense, somehow sixth in defense right now. They've yeah. got wins against the Sixers now and the Clippers. Their two losses are by one point each. Top ten on both sides of the ball. That is a championship contender. <laughs> Perhaps I'm getting a little ahead of myself. They're fun to watch right now. Uh, they are tuned in on defense. You know, I think uh, between. Javon Carter and Ricky Rubio. They like to Monty Williams has their guards guarding really, really hard. That's even allowing Devin Booker a chance to kind of guard the secondary playmaker on the defensive end. He's a little bit more engaged than he has a little bit more energy on the offensive end to go and give you 40 points. No problem. They look great right now. Uh, Monty Williams, early coach of the year. No doubt about yeah. it. Uh, will they be able to continue up throughout this season? Who knows? Maybe getting Aiton back 25 games into the season will be a nice little boost for him. Maybe teams figure him out a little bit from here till now, but then you throw in a big guy who can give you 20 and 10 inside, and that helps uh, further down the line. Uh, getting good contributions too from Kelly Oubre, who's been really good for them. He seems to have found a role on that team. Uh, Rubio's been good. Even Kaminsky didn't have his best game last night but I think he still provided some uh, important minutes for them. The only guy who's really sort of struggling is Sharich right now, who, who they got in the offseason. He hasn't been able to play uh, as well as he had in Philadelphia. Maybe it's an adjustment period, but if he can get it going, if he can start hitting threes, then they're going to get contributions from everybody across the board. But I think you're seeing, you know, just the change of having a guy like Monty Williams in there. There's a, just a little bit more, they're playing with a little bit more um, commitment, a little bit more endeavor, because the last couple of years, the thing about the Suns, they were bad, are a bad team, and they were bad to watch. Now, as you mentioned, they're trait, they're fun to watch. You mm-hmm. sort of you, you find the crowd getting into it, and the players, you know, they're, they're, well, even they're their fe- two losses to the Jazz yeah. Nuggets were by one point. I mean, they were in both those games. Yeah, and and, and they're feeding off that energy. So uh, it, it's really good to see the Suns so far very early of course but they've got a really long home stretch of games they're in right now so they can kind of cement themselves here as, a, as an early uh, you know as an early favorite to make it back to the playoffs but it's just good to see how quickly they've been able to turn it around under under Monty Williams so uh, I, I like what you're seeing here and talk about Aaron Baines I mean his screens should count for two screens, I think. Because <laughs> oh, the second screen experience. Yeah, oh, what I, a nickname. You know, I, I was looking up the uh, screen assists in the NBA Whoa, last night. Whoa, easy, John. Yeah, Schumann. I know, I know. I know. He's, he's lower on the list than I thought he would be. But it's just that when he sets a screen, it feels like the, the player he screens is literally out of the play and they can't get into it because uh, he's just got such an enormous body. And his arms are a little loose, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, <laughs> You can tell he's learned from Andrew Bogut, no doubt about it. Baines was killing me last night, though. He was knocking down the threes got above 50 percent for the year everybody's like look at aaron baines man this guy's a knockdown shooter then his last three shots down the stretch were all air balls one of them they said got deflected i was wondering if he was going to ask for a review every single time he's like uh i'm telling you somebody touched that one too that was very funny mike prada of sb nation he summed up the sun's like recent addition so well i thought he called them aggressively competent so rubio baines sarich kaminsky tyler johnson like these are just solid NBA players. That's really what they are. They're not they're not stars. None of the, none of those guys are going to be stars by any means or or haven't been or will be, but they're just legit solid players and I'm so happy. I mean, you guys know this. Devin Booker, my first love, uh you know, going for the 40, 15 and 19. Great game. He had an unbelievable game. 
I like that he's finally, even if this is last for a month here, he's on a team that is getting a little eyeballs and that he, in this, with, again, aggressively competent people around him, players around him, is what I always believed he was because there was a debate. Like, were they empty stats? Was he a bit of a joke? Is he actually even good? You know, people were like, yes, he is. He just doesn't play with anyone of note. And other people are like, no, he's not. But I think I think he's proving, like, yeah, when he has a little defense around him and guys that just know how to play, um, he's solid. He's a star. Um, and I, I'm so happy for him, I guess, right now, even if this only lasts for a month because the Suns are not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm not getting uh, caught up in this because we do this all the time. The Kings last year were a hot start team. They missed the playoffs. They were in the they were in the mix. I get that. Two years ago, the Magic, same thing. They were like 8-4 and four, and everybody's going crazy. They finished with 25 wins. This happens all the time, but enjoy it now is what I'm saying to Suns fans. They're not, making, only, they're not making the playoffs. Booker only played 32 minutes last night too. Uh, some of that because of foul trouble early yeah. on, and then he picked up a late one as well that was a bit of a well, they tried to challenge it and they didn't get the uh, call right, but that was a bad call by the referees, but you know, the fact that he's not playing you know, 45 minutes and doing all the uh, offense for them shows that you know it's a good side. There's a little bit more balance out there on that team than we've seen in years gone by. So, you know, yeah, I think as well they will uh, come back to earth at some point. But so far, you know, hanging in games against good teams, you, I think you sort of felt the Sixers were probably going to um, steamroll them in the end last night, but they didn't do that. You know, uh, Phoenix held firm, and that's what a sign of a good team, of a growing team is, that they are able to hang in those games. Skeets, would they make the playoffs in the Eastern uh, Conference? 100%. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> these sticks. Yes, yeah, but they're not making it in the West, I don't think. Yeah, and it feels uh, a little bit like the Kings, as you mentioned last year. You know, they and, and they could end like the Kings uh, did last year. They were the Kings were thirty and twenty-seven going into the All Star break. Yeah, that would be a great accomplishment oh, for the Suns. Hundred percent, because we talked in the preseason task like about the Suns. We were saying first off, like a thirty-win season would be great. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, hopefully they do reach that mark. And I remember we were talking about like they just got to get better on one side of the ball. Like at least show something. Are you a solid offensive team, a solid defensive team? And te- and Trey, you said it like right now. Uh, you know they're blowing everyone's minds because they're top ten in both. Um, which is impressive. Defensively, they, their whole strategy is like pack the paint and let's see if teams can shoot threes against us. And right now teams are not hitting threes against them. I wonder if that comes back a little bit you know, more to normal and teams like have open looks. There are open looks there because that is their defensive strategy. Um, and those just start dropping and then you know, maybe they're not winning some of these games. But again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to take any shine off the Suns here, but I, I've, we've seen this before with so many teams, this sort of hot start and these sort of come back to normal a little bit. But it's fun right now. It's cool to have the Suns being good again. Mm. Yeah, and they've got a ton of length on the perimeter with, with yeah. Rubio and, and Kelly Oubre yeah, yeah. and, and, and Sarge and, and Big Bainsey or DeAndre Ayton. And so, yeah, they cause problems. But, yeah, it's unfortunately it's a six-month season for NBA teams, and uh, <laughs> and they could be last year's kings. Uh, and that's... Again, that, that that is great, and and that's why it's kind of odd to see this year's Kings kind of kind of like last year's Suns to some degree because they've they brought in all these supporting players, mm-hmm. but their stars aren't good enough. While Monty Williams is getting the most out of stars and 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 second role, you know, second tier guys and B roll guys and C roll guys, and uh, <laughs> and like they only have one star on this team. I mean, I think that's clear. Yeah, uh, but but everybody is is contributing and and. They've got a mindset, and Javon Carter and his bald head is. Uh, oh, I love that guy. He <laughs> yeah, he's, a he's dog, so fun man. to watch. Yeah, man. he is. He is giving them a boost off the bench. I love him. I love watching him play. He picks up guys early. He, he, he is Monty Williams personified. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, it's a good point. No, there is a, it's a fun team right now. Their best lineup definitely Booker. You know, Rubio, Kelly, 
Sarge probably and Baines when they're out there. Um, it's such a funny lineup when I just even look at it and say it out loud. Um, but they're getting it done. It's, uh, it's co- again, super cool to see Booker on an actually competent team. It works. He's a star. The guy gets buckets. Just surround him with some talent, especially defensively, where he can, you know, can. That's obviously where he doesn't shine. So it, it, it that I'm so happy for that to finally see it. All right, moving on here. Yeah, I mean, you act like you're not a dad, but you sound like a dad over there. <laughs> that's man. I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of him. Well, I'm you know, it. he's taking a lot of bullets, man. Like I know, and I know you abandoned him last year to fall in love with De'Aaron Fox. So I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to you giving the pep talk to come, Fox that you clearly on. gave to Booker over the offseason. You got two daughters. You love both of them. What are you talking about? You know, yeah, I love, I love them both Booker. the same. But clearly, you love Booker more than Fox right now. You got to you got to figure out a way to love them both the same but different. I can't wait for the first what you got of the season. We're playing the first. First is this news. First, what you got. Uh, Trey, which daughter do you like more? <laughs> and Skeets, which uh, which new son do you like more? I <laughs> uh, love it. All right, next one here. This one uh, straight up from NBA.com, I believe. Pelicans' Brandon Ingram has career-high 40 in loss despite head injury. Is this news? Uh, this is news, yes, because Brandon Ingram has been a stud so far this year for the Pelicans. And while they haven't been winning games, they've only won once. This has been the silver lining to the cloud because he has been fantastic. And last night, even though, again, they lost and it was a a high-scoring game, and they lost by 10 points and they were down for the entire game pretty much, it didn't feel like they were kind of out of the game, if you know what I mean. It sort of felt like the Pelicans were kind of closer than the score really said, and largely because of Brandon Ingram. 17 for 24 last night, 40 points you mentioned, career-high five assists. He is just on a tear right now. Uh, and it's it's so incredible to see him away from LA and away from the Lakers spotlight really being able to shine and show what he's capable of doing because we know he's a thin guy. We've talked about that. He's not the sort of guy who can body his opponents, but he can get to his spots really, really well. And it was interesting because... Uh, a little spoke, Kevin Durant-like, a, a little, I yeah, yeah, I mean, he, that was who he was compared to yeah. coming out of college. Um, and I, I remember I spoke to Dave Griffin before the season started because he was eligible for his rookie-scale extension. They didn't sign him. They still retain his rights as a restricted free agent. Mm -hmm. But Griffin said, like, there just really wasn't going to be enough time to evaluate what sort of contract offer he was going to, they were going to be able to make to him. But if he continues to ball in the way that he is right now, I mean, Max is probably not out of the equation right now. I mean, he's averaging 26.7 rebounds, shooting 55% from the floor floor, and nearly 50% from three-point range. Um, I mean, if he's able to maintain this, he is... I mean, the Pelicans are definitely going to be, uh, you know, along with Zion, of course, and, and Lonzo Ball. I mean, they've got a real strong core. And, and even if this season doesn't go all that well for them, the future looks very, very bright. Yeah, you love to see the confidence that Ingram is playing with. You mentioned the three-point shooting. He's taken five threes a game this season. He took only three last night, just made one. But the fact that he's willing to get them up, the fact that as soon as he gets it, that shot is heading towards the rim and he's not hesitating or thinking about it he's taking the shots that he should take uh you know after the health scare last year people didn't know what to expect from brandon ingram uh not it's not that the the zion injury is helping the pelicans but it's at least getting him a chance to really uh get a look at brandon ingram because he's showing out right now uh most of the most of his draft class it has signed their extensions, ergo, he's going to be a huge free agent this summer. You're rightly, he could be heading towards a max if he's mm-hmm. going to be able to put up 20 points a game. At the very least, he could be a great sixth man. Maybe he's your starter, depending on what team it is. He seems like he would fit at the four next to Zion at the five. 
But, you know, that's probably a little bit down the line because Zion's not going to be taking every single bump at the five. Ingram's not going to take every single bump at the four, but he looks good this year, and he looks like he is just ready to go and show people why he was a number two pick a few seasons back. Yeah, watching him, it's hard not to think of D'Angelo Russell being traded away from Los Angeles and thriving in Brooklyn, finally, uh, after all that hype as a number two pick, and Brandon Ingram doing the same thing right now because he's just so freaking skilled and and you see yeah Kevin Durant is watching him from the opposing bench and it's hard not to connect those two dudes uh because of the way they look on the floor yeah uh, because Brandon Ingram is 6'9 and under 200 pounds yeah. and that is bonkers <laughs> when you think crazy. about it that Very way lanky, when, yeah yeah like when you think about his teammate who's injured right now in Zion Williamson nearly 100 pounds more he's 95 pounds more and shorter it's uh, i i I saw that i just it's like devito and schwarzenegger and twins (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly like those two uh but but yeah ingram is just he's thriving and um can you stop the dude when he when he's when he's feeling it that way no and and he's actually getting to the rim less this season and he's just taking those three-point shots instead of getting to the rim um but he's buttery, and, and all those things that people say about Kevin Durant, like he can get his own shot wherever he wants, that's what Brandon Ingram is doing right now. For sure. I mean, it would be funny if the Lakers were struggling out of the gate. They're obviously not. They look pretty dominant. They've only lost once. They lost to the Clippers on opening night. Um, if they were struggling, I think it would be funny to be seeing the reactions from Lakers fans with Ingram balling out the way he <laughs> is. Uh, but they don't care at all because they're, they look pretty dominant, obviously, with Anthony Davis and LeBron and some of their other guys stepping up. But, Lee, you had... You had Lonzo Ball, correct me if I'm wrong, for your most improved. You had, yep. the, you, had you basically just picked the wrong Pelican, I think, because I think Ingram's <laughs> running away with this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ball has been okay, but certainly not making the, the headlines. Well, not last night he wasn't. He got no, injured. That no, was no. weird. Did you see his injury? Yeah, he kind of, he, he sort of just was running along and then rolled his ankle twice. Twice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah very weird. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not the big baller brand boots either, Maybe you should they? go back to them. <laughs> yeah. Big baller brand boots. <laughs> no, they're not boots. Wow. 4B. Quite yeah. Yeah. B. Yeah. Uh, that was it. That was missing the old, a B. The old quad B. <laughs> Apparently, it was because of a cramp. That yeah, but it was, well, that's it was what they said. That's strange. What I was, yeah, but that was weird because he was just running and he just stopped. He forgot how to run. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know Trey falls down sometimes, but you know, yeah, it's usually the stairs. That's honestly a Steve Kirby move, just running and ri- spraining your ankle. But I don't know, Skeets. We got some emails this week. Somebody asked us, "How do you start running?" Maybe you should give the advice to Lonzo Ball as well. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it seems like it's just put one foot in front of the other. But I don't know. I'm not an expert. Oh, my buddy Grish has just taken up running. Everybody's getting into the running game now. <laughs> He's doing a weird thing where he goes for a run every day and yes. just adds a minute to it. <laughs> He's like, every day, he's like, 30 minutes. Today I got a uh, text, 31 minutes. He's just adding a minute. He's like, what do I do now? I'm like, you need to get a race, man. Like, you got to have a goal, like a 5K or half marathon. Anyway. Did he start at one minute? Because that sounds doable. Yeah, I, I think he may have. Yeah, he's up to uh, – he's been running for a month now. He's uh, into his second month at 31 minutes. Uh, and, and look, in this, I mean, the Nets did get the win. I know we were talking Ingram there because that was the headline. But the Nets pull out the win, 3-4 and four now. Kyrie Irving, pretty dominant again. Shot 13-21, 39 points. Gave him whoa, boy. Got a lot of people upset this morning because there was a lot of, uh, you know, where's Booker because he, he shot the lights out for the Suns win. And, uh, and Pascal, or Pascal, what's his name? Pascal. Pascal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had a great game for the Warriors. But, yeah, I mean, Kyrie had 39, 9, 4, 3 steals. You know, shot the lights out 11 for 11 from the line, hit a couple threes. That's, that's whoa, boy, worthy, guys. In a win. In a win. The Nets did get this win. All right, we got a few more headlines to get to, but first... 
Let's talk boners. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off and say things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, I'm just not feeling it. Or, it's not you. It's me. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple, straightforward, and discreet. Just go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free visit to get started. Did you get the address? Well, here it is again. GetRoman.com slash NoDunks. We've got a little breaking news here during the podcast. Sort of, I guess it's... Yeah, yeah, I guess it is this news. It's a tweet from Mark Spears. Hawks forward John Collins suspended 25 games for testing positive for a growth hormone. Wow. My goodness, what is going on in the NBA? First DeAndre Ayton, and now our good friend, John Collins. John! John! Um, yeah, a growth hormone releasing peptide 2. Um, mm. You know, whatever the heck that means. Um, wow, okay. It's a bit of a huge blow to the Hawks. Yeah, that, oh, that's a huge blow considering uh, Trey Young is obviously dealing with a bit of an ankle injury as well. I mean, that, that was a very positive start here in Atlanta. Uh, now that John Collins is going to be out 25 games, that's going to be tough for them to overcome. So I guess we have to wait and see exactly what it was and, and whether or not he will... Uh, you know, possibly contest that suspension, but uh, that that's a pretty disappointing start here for uh, for John and, and and Atlanta because he was coming in the season. Trey and I, we spoke to him. He was pretty positive about his season, about how how much uh, how different he was and how he was going to improve, and um, he was playing well. But uh, yeah, we're going to miss him for twenty five games, Crazy. and he seemed to be the vocal leader of the Hawks. Yep. And you know, Trey Young's ascension last year, I think, coincided pretty strongly with Collins' return from injury. The two of them have an incredible chemistry, which will now be on the shelf for about half the season. That's a tough one for the Hawks. Wild. All right. Well, um, yeah, we, this is literally just coming through while we're recording this, so uh, we'll have to uh, take it all in. I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow a little bit more when we know maybe a little bit more. All right, our next headline, though. Coming from CBS Sports. Now, the article itself is from Chris Haynes at Yahoo Sports, but CBS Sports... They wrote the headline, Happy Heat star Jimmy Butler implies there was drama behind the scenes of his exit from 76ers. Is this news? Was this column from Haynes about Jimmy Butler news? No way. Drama with Jimmy (laughs) Butler? Are you serious? Yeah. I am shock-a-locked. Of course, this is not news. Jimmy Butler has had a little bit of drama following him from stop to stop to stop. I don't think... uh, I don't... It doesn't seem to me that the the drama with the Sixers is any deeper or even quite as deep as it was, obviously, in Minnesota. Even with the Bulls, it was more like old guys versus young guys. Maybe he says he's still friendly with Joel Embiid. They talk to each other almost every day. 
So if you're counting down the guys who he might have had beef with, there's only one other guy who has a lot of pull with the Sixers. It's Ben Simmons. I can see those two button heads. Uh, but clearly, I mean, if there is any sort of hubbub with Jimmy Butler leaving somewhere, you're never surprised. Yeah, let, let, yeah, me, yeah. Just, let me read the money part from this Chris Haynes article. Okay, this is, quote, stuff just don't work out. This is Jimmy Butler. Nobody knows what really went on in Philly, and we're going to leave it that way. But it was a great opportunity for me. Butler was then pressed on what happened, but refused to shed more light on the situation. Butler again, just go with your gut. You're not dumb. I love that part in this article. You're not dumb. All of that will come out whenever it's time. That is what he's told Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes. That's a cop-out totally from uh, Jimmy because I'm pretty sure when he signed in Philadelphia, he said, oh, these are my guys. These are the sort of guys I want to be with in the trenches. He leaves Philly, goes to Miami. These are the guys I want to sure. be in the trenches with. I love their uh, ability to fight. But, yeah, I mean, if he's going to say that sort of stuff, then he should he should say what it was. So what do you think yeah. it is? Like, you think what Trey's saying is right? That he... Yeah, but yeah. Not dumb. you're not dumb. With Ben Simmons. I'm not dumb, you're right. <laughs> but, no, yeah, he, he but, but he always butts heads with people. You know, he always butts heads. Remember, he was, he sort of, there was something with him and Brett Brown as well, early into his uh, time there in Philadelphia. Even that was after he was getting the game-winning shots as yeah. well for the Sixers. So he's the sort of guy who just, you know, he, he gets into it with people. And, uh, you know, this is his fourth team now. But, but he could be speaking the truth about butting hands with Ben Simmons. Fine. Okay, that, that could happen. But in the same article, he says, I tried to get to Miami earlier, if yeah. you remember me coming out For of sure. Minnesota. So people are overlooking all the facts. Well, okay, I guess both can be true. Um, but did you want to get to Miami or did you want to stay in Philadelphia? Right. Mm. So mm. I think, you know, you're, you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth in this instance. And then, so, so to me, uh, who cares? About, like, okay, so you're just throwing all the spaghetti at the wall. And then throw some more at it. Mother bleepers act like I'm not a good <laughs> basketball player. Like, for real. Just think about that. Like, I can't come in and make a huge difference. I'm not going to say carry a team because nobody can do that, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But, but he's saying that people didn't consider him a good basketball player going to the Miami Heat. Like what echo chamber is he listening to <laughs> online? This echo chamber thinks he's a great basketball player. Lots of people picking him to be top four in the Eastern Conference without another star on that team. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's like uh, this it's article doesn't doesn't exist if the Heat are three and three. That's the other oh, part. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like they're five and one. They're the talk of the town right now. They played great. You know, none's been incredible. Uh, Tyler Hero, you know, Duncan Robinson, on and on and all these sort of like whoa, look at these rookies and young guys. And and Jimmy's now he misses the first couple of games. Now he's in there. They don't miss a beat. Like this doesn't have this article does not exist if they're they're two and four or three and three but they're five and one at the top of the east and Jimmy's got to talk because Jimmy <laughs> loves to talk so funny just words <laughs> simply words <laughs> Jimmy funny. Butler loves his words uh, and I do like that he's uh, putting on for the heat in this too saying these are the kind of guys I want to be with guys that work hard Jimmy Butler's all about working hard and talking about working yep, hard that's right we said it a million times that's why we do this is this news uh, because that that's not um, alright final one here guys Sportsnet from Sportsnet up in Canada former Raptors guard Jose Calderon to retire and join the NBA PA Ben Gulliver Washington Post sort of breaking the news yesterday. Is this news? Jose's done, and he's with the NBA PA. Well, good for him. I'm happy for him. Yes, it's news. It's news. He's uh, having a one-year trial period, according to Michelle Roberts, uh, the executive director of the NBA PA, that uh, he needs to just feel things out for a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't want to jump in with the team. He had many offers to join the front office of a team, but he didn't, he didn't want a long-term commitment. So this is a nice transition period. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's great. And um, as, as Michelle Roberts said, there's not enough players 
in the MBPA, like former players, mm-hmm. not not just as representative teams, but in their in their front offices. And that is odd when you think about yeah. it. You probably should have some players in there. So Jose Calderon, probably the first of many uh, to to be stationed there, not just having one in this role per year. There's going to be multiple as the years go on. So good for Jose. He's a widely respected and admired player throughout the league by tons of other players. People always say, because he's played on a lot of teams, he bounced around towards the end of his career there. and He always had a good reputation for being a team guy. Mm-hmm. So I think having a guy like this in a role like this is actually going to be good because he can probably speak to some of the super elite stars and some of the guys you know, towards the end of the bench who don't have as big of, of a voice. So I think it's good to see. And, uh, you know, look, he's a very, very nice guy, Jose. We love him. Yeah, we should get him nice, on the yeah. show. Yeah. And clearly the ham farm is, <laughs> self-sustaining at this point. The problem is he says he's going to an office. He's going to be working a nine-to-five for the first time in his life. And, I mean, we are in a new office here. So I would say my first recommendation is order your soundproofing before you even get there. That way you're not getting any sort of noise complaints when you launch a podcast with your friends. I assume Keon Dooling is still around the NBA, <laughs> NBPA. Maybe they can throw some mics down together and get on the mixers. Yeah, but noise complaints may not be Jose's problem. It might be smell complaints with all that hand. <laughs> oh, no yeah. one's going to be complaining about that. <laughs> yeah, They're that's be a knocking good, on the door. That is yeah. a good smell. Give me some of that ham. Um, do you think, Tass, this is like, I'm definitely directed at you. Do you think the Raptors will retire Jose's number? His jersey number? No. No? No. Nose Calderon? Nah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. ranks, like, he played a long time, obviously, with them. I think, what, seven years? Um, and started his career there uh, when he came over. Ranks sixth all time in win shares. So it's like Lowry, Bosch, DeRozan, Vince, and then Valanchunas, and then Jose. He's up yeah, there. He's, he's like first all time in assists. Yeah, know? Lowry's catching him soon. Yeah, he's like 200 Which behind. Which is bonkers. Yeah. To think of it that way. Uh, it's because he did bounce around a lot in his career. He only played. I think it was seven and a half years approximately with the Raptors. Yeah, but okay. I guess that sort of makes sense. Uh, I just, at this point, you don't have any numbers retired. Right, right. The, the Toronto Raptors have zero numbers retired. We can't count all those Toronto Maple Leafs numbers that are hanging in the, in the Rafters. You can't count Tim Horton's number. That's, that's true. Tim Horton's number is hanging up there. So do you retire a guy who didn't win a playoff series yeah that's uh, at all for, so if you retire jose calderon he is a type of guy who is like a like a bruce bowen i'd say getting retired a lifer with the team I, I, I shouldn't say a lifer with the team a guy who spent a lot of time with the team mm-hmm. uh, just like bruce bowen you won a lot you have other guys who are retired up in those rafters and then you retire jose calderon yeah and so maybe if like way down the line. they retire lowry and DeRozan and vince yeah then and then him and Bosch are sort of next in line, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I, it's it's one of those situations. I, I'm with you, I, by the way. I, I don't think he should be, <laughs> um, and I don't think he will be. But I, you know, it's a when you see him like where he does rank franchise wise with the team, it's like it's not bad for a guy that came oh, over when he good. was 24, right? I mean, came over very old and obviously had a lot of success with Spain's national team. I mean, winning a World Cup. And a couple silver medals, I think, in the in the Olympics. I think he had a bronze too. But yeah, I don't I don't think we'll be seeing Calderon, uh, you know, the jersey up in the rafters there at the Scotia Bank. I think that's fine because I because I saw this going around on Twitter. This idea of like, is it just legacy to get a jersey retired, or do you need to have some success? Like, do you need to have won a title? Okay, maybe not. Do you need to have some playoff success? I sort of lean towards that, I think that's sort of got to come into play a little bit. And he only played, it's not like he played 20 years with the Raps. He played seven. <laughs> yeah. right? That's right. 
and never made an all-star team. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, clearly the che- the teams get to choose what they value for, yeah, uh, yeah. for what you're retiring. And if you're the Spurs and you've won four titles, you can retire Bruce Bowen because he was a big part of those. And he was part of that culture. Jose Calderon's tenure in Toronto, he was the coolest guy on the Raptors, the best guy on the Raptors, maybe not at the peak of their powers. Yeah. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks retired Brad Davis's number, and he had career averages. <laughs> no, I mean, he, okay. had, he had career Fair. averages in Dallas of 8.7 points oh, a so game. Oh, so pretty similar to Jose, actually. Yeah, but it's, I mean, Calderon had better, <laughs> better numbers than Brad Davis. Uh, so, yeah, it does, just comes down to every franchise's preferred uh, <laughs> choice. <laughs> Why are you laughing at Brad Davis? <laughs> well, just, yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild that Brad... Da- Dirk hasn't even had his retired yet. So. Yeah, that's the problem, is that Vince is still <laughs> playing. They can't retire any Raptors jerseys until Vince finally retires. And yeah. It's going to be another 50 uh, years until that happens. Yeah, that's a good point. So how long did Davis play for the Mavs? Like uh, I 10, think, 12 uh, years? He played, uh, he played 12 seasons in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. He played he played about that's 15 seasons in the NBA. But yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, a deck, if you had the decade mark, like if you're a Nick Collison, yeah. you know, you're a role-type player, a role-player type guy. Then maybe. Yeah, you need, yeah, seven and a half. I don't know if it's long enough. I, I just saw this from, uh, from Hoops Hype. International point guards with 14 seasons in the NBA. There have only been three. I know it's 14 wow. seasons. International. It's kind of internationals. All the nationals. Point guards. Tony Parker. Tony. Oh, good nice. One. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Jose. Jose is yeah. another. And then one How many did you say? One, one more. more. Uh, so Rubio will be eventually. Um, he should be, yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 14 seasons is a long time. Yeah, that is you a don't long time. Th- you don't think of this guy as uh, an international Steve Nash. guy. Steve Nash. Ah. Oh, I hate that. Come on. You're in another national. That's why you can't be letting the country, Skeets. You're in another country. I know. You're right. That's tough. All right. Nice little trivia there. That's a good one. Okay, let's move on to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Ah. I don't have a Tweet of the Night. I'll be completely honest. I went out with uh, JD and our boy Zach Cox last night. I was not. I was not on the Twitters. I was watching a lot of basketball this morning, catching up. So I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't following along with the NBA Twitter last night. So my tweet of the night is actually an Instagram story of the night. <laughs> Go to at Skis. Check out my Instagram story. I was in a washroom last night, guys. That had a big red button. And I pressed it. And, and it was awesome. I mean, well, you got to go watch the video. Like, basically, like, uh, you know, there, there was a couple mirror balls hanging up and a light show exploding. Oh, don't ruin it. Yeah, I know. I'm ruining it. But it was, uh, you know, it's pretty fun. It was pretty fun. So go check that out. Would you press, like, would you press the red button if you're in the toilet and you just see it and you have no idea what it does? Oh, I'm pressing that button a yeah, hundred yeah. times out of a hundred. Even though I'm watching this video right now, I would have been thrilled. <laughs> Though it does look like it encourages you to spend more time in the bathroom. Yes. You're like, I'm yes. going to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, let me hit this button. Suddenly I'm having oh, a party. Oh, I think you're right, Trey. I thought that too because people are obviously like like me. Like, You're going to record it. You're like, wow, look at this. You're going to take a photo. You're in there way longer than you need to be. That's the yeah, longest that might- I've ever been in a bathroom. You guys know yeah. me. I'm in Yeah, we were like, w- did he leave? Where is he? <laughs> it's been three minutes. You also pressed the button, I but you were, in, button an- you were I, in another. I went to three, uh, three different <laughs> bathrooms to check them out, and every single one was different. That's pretty. It incredible. was pretty cool. Yeah, it Otto's Beer great. Hall in yeah. Toronto for anyone. If you want to go press the red button in the shitter, um, <laughs> <laughs> go nuts. And maybe I'll post that because I filmed all of mine as well. So maybe I'll uh, I'll post. Oh, good mine. night, so, guys. Uh, yeah. Starters JD, you can check out my stories. Yeah. 
We were just uh, reliving uh, Ryerson memories, Tass. You, you would have mm. loved it, man. Basically <laughs> just saying, what about this guy? What about this guy? And just, I love that game. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Good times. Who was the guy that we found out... Uh, rightdrive.ca what was it um, Michael Kent Mike, Mike, Mike Kent yeah 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 that's right so what so what was the thing what's his business again? he, Very he has a car dealership that that is only carries right driving vehicles so yeah so you're As in like, driving on the other side of the exactly the, yeah, the yeah, right yeah. Side so the driver's the seat is oh, in the cool. right yeah, sure. on the so right so you can legally drive those here oh sure yeah wow that's yeah. sort of weird to think about yeah <laughs> Rightdrive.ca. <laughs> Tweet of the night sponsored by rightdrive.ca. Want to get a little crazy when you're driving? Go to the other side of your vehicle, that is. You can at rightdrive.ca. Show it to my kid. Uh, all I right, do, pick I, do. Sorry. I like that. I actually like See? being yeah. on the right side of my See? vehicle. Yes, I'm telling because, you. Because... Uh, just because of the right turn situation. I don't... I don't you know, you're closer to the curb. I don't like it the other way. The fact that you're on the left side. I, I it, when I'm in London, I don't know. I, I feel it feels proper. Yeah, that'd be great for picking up your mail. You know, you don't have to <laughs> circle around the wrong way on the block. Just mm. reach out and get it, nice and easy. Yeah. It's actually the most fun if you're in the passenger seat in that situation because you're feels like feels you're in like the driver's driving. seat, yeah. but there's no steering wheel, and it's a little alarming actually to, to be in that. Side. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I was driving back on that side when I was back in Australia, Australia this summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it uh, took. Uh, I did take the odd turn down the wrong way of a street once or twice. I was a little surprised that I didn't slip back into it quite so easily, but um, you know because we drive on the left too. Yeah, that's the funny Ooh, part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was yeah. a couple of times I was like, "Ooh, hang on a minute, I'll just reverse." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to last night's pick-up results. Uh, Monday night, oh, my man, Tass Mellis looking like a genius. Shutting up all the haters on Twitter. I saw them going crazy when we posted our picks from last night's game. It was the Blazers favored by 9.5 in Golden State. And everybody had Portland except for Tass. He had the Warriors, and everybody's like, oh, Tass, are you drunk? What are you doing? You're taking the Warriors? They're going to get killed, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Not only did they cover, they won the damn game, uh, the Zombie Warriors. So, Tass, good win there. You're 1-1. One one. Trey lost. Lee lost. You guys are 1-1. One one. And I'm 0-2. I haven't won yet in November. What's tonight's game? The Lakers visiting the Chicago Bulls. So a little bit of a similar situation here. The Lakers favored by seven and a half points. So if you're taking the Lakers, got to win by eight or more to get the check mark. If you're taking the Bulls, you can lose by seven or less, or obviously win just like those Golden State Warriors did last night. Is Anthony Davis going to throw this game? <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah. talking big about Chicago. Maybe I'll go there in the summer. Guarantee you, Anthony Davis will become a Chicago Bull. <laughs> After he's really, really good. Right. He'll be like 34 years old. He's coming home, baby. Yeah, yeah he's done this a couple times where he's yeah. done this little tease about really, wanting to play yeah. for his hometown uh, Bulls. But yeah, okay, Trey doesn't think it's happening. So what happens tonight? Lakers favored by seven and a half. What's everybody's picks? Uh, Almost a year ago today, October 29th, 2018, the Warriors score 92 in the first half against the Chicago Bulls. Clay Thompson is 14 yeah, threes. Yeah. yeah, 52 in 26 minutes. Lakers blowout tonight. I will also take the Lakers because I think Anthony Davis will want to show Chicago just how good he is now. <laughs> yeah, cool. Tom. Yeah, man, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, cool. <laughs> yeah, man, cool. Uh, the Lakers are coming off a loss. Oh, no, 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 they're, no not. they're not. The Bulls are coming off a loss. That's what I'm looking yep. at. 
So they're going to bounce back with an even bigger loss. Give me the Lakers. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all right, I'll be the task from last night. Give me the give me the Bulls. Give me those. Give me the points there. Um, yeah, they're gonna lose, but it's gonna be close. <laughs> I got the Bulls. I hate the Bulls already. I can't believe I talked them up so much in the preseason. <laughs> Freaking hate them. Uh, Stick around, man. They're trending <laughs> upwards. Yeah. They're almost walking right I now. Heard almost Davis walking. Gonna play for them. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Don't forget to rate and review the No Dunks podcast on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only because we love you and you love us. How's that baffling going, guys? I saw your Instagram stories putting up a little baffling, trying to reduce the noise in the office there. Is it looking good? Is it staying up on the wall? We can barely hear each other in the office now. (laughs) We got too much baffling. (laughs) (laughs) It is so quiet here. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, on last check... Jose Calderon owns a ham farm in Villanueva de la Serena. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.